The United States. This America, Jack. We're Americans. This is the power of suggestion. The ultimate gala spectacle. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The truth is, its cruel symptoms can strike anyone. That's all I'm going to say at this time. What creates an extraordinary life is an extraordinary mindset. Now that I got your attention, listen to this. We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. The Wayne Dupree program. Hey, good morning, ladies and gentlemen across the Fruited Plain. Good afternoon to those of you on the Northeast, in the Northeast time zone. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. Welcome Angel Fleming to the program. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi. This is the Wayne Dupree program, by the way, and we are sponsored by MyPillow. Look down below, and you can see if you visit MyPillow.com, you can get all kinds of discounts up to 6% off when using the code Wayne. So uh, get over there. Great products. We love them. Uh, I'm so glad that I'm not in a position to have to advertise something I don't like. I like my pillow product genuinely. I got to admit, I've never had a pair of slippers that you could walk out in a gravel driveway and it doesn't hurt your feet. <laughs> I mean, small things in life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, so- and, I, and I'm a huge fan of the the pillow and the mattress. Uh, I sleep like a baby, even in these trying times, thanks to the, the mattress and the pillow. <laughs> They are amazing. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I want to, we, we have to go day two, I guess, on the uh, situation brought on by the school shooting. I mean, I hate to do this, but you have to react when, when people are uh, at risk. And, and I think uh, I've got something, I came across something that I think uh, a lot of people like us, well, I, let me speak for myself. Uh, the first thing that I was thinking when this happened the other day, was and this is going to sound terrible but it's it's i'm telling you honestly the first thing i'm thinking is please don't let this be a white guy and not because of racial things because of political reasons i don't want it to fit the narrative of these liars that are putting this false narrative out there and i think people need a little bit of ammunition to be able to argue it's hard to argue with people that are coming out with heart-strung, emotion-filled reactions to things like this. And a lot of them aren't really true emotional. They're just political gamesmanship. And I just wanted to put a couple facts out there uh, that people understand uh, who caused this, because it wasn't us, and it wasn't the NRA or anything of that nature. We can never let these people forget, these Democrats, in the media and in Washington and in state houses across the country, We can't let them be allowed. We can't be allowed to forget how hard they have worked to keep police officers out of schools. I mean, this is at the state and local level. This is by a guy named Nolte over at Breitbart. All right. I just saw it and and I felt like, you know, this might help people when they're trying to deal with this and and, and the politics get injected into it. But at the state and local level, Democrats have and continued to push and push and push to remove police and leave school children defenseless in schools. Why would the Democrats demand police be removed from schools and be replaced with gay porn and transsexual propaganda? 
We'll get to that, but never forget this. Senators Chris Murphy, Connecticut, and Elizabeth Warren, Massachusetts, these are the ones yapping the loudest out there. Along with representatives Ayanna Presley and Ilhan Omar introduced a bill that would prohibit any federal money to be used to fund police in schools. Guess who else was fully on board? The legislation has the backing of both of the two major teachers unions, the American Federation of Teachers and the National Education Association. It also has the support of a number of quote-unquote civil rights organizations, including the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights and the Human Rights Campaign. Why? Why would Democrats and these unions want to leave children and their employees defenseless to any maniac who wants CNN to make them famous? And I would Why? argue, who who are they to assume they can cross that 10th Amendment line? Because it's the states and the local communities who decide what's best for their children. This is what happens when you centralize power to such a point. They are so far separated from what is happening on the ground. And they think they can make decisions that are best for you, even though it puts children at risk. And Hutch, you, you mentioned it earlier about, about police and schools. And I, it's funny, I was talking to a family member last night about this, this crazy story. And she said to me, uh, she said, remember growing up in school, we always had Officer Makowitz in our school. We saw him every single day. Officer every McNutt. Single day. Officer McNutt yep. here. He was there every single day. His wife was a teacher. His sons were going through the school system. He was there every single day. Um, every single day, one, we learned to respect and honor a police officer. He was there every single day. He taught the D.A.R.E. program, but it wasn't just the D.A.R.E. program. He was there sitting and eating lunch with us. He was always there. There was a presence there that was an authority figure that was liked by the students and the teachers, and that just goes a long way. And he did reach out to troubled kids, had conversations with them. He would partner in um, school counselor meetings and things like that. You know, and and here's another thing too that breaks my heart is this is also back in a time when local police force were neighbors, right? Like I said, I went to school with his children. Um, he knew us personally. He knew our parents. He went to our church. And so, you know, we're so far gone from that. And now, now we have, you know, and I, I love uh, what, what was it? Washington Post or New York, New York Times called him Beta O'Rourke by accident. And then they had to say, oops, we meant Beto. But the fact that he actually showed up and tried to politicize while people are mourning and grieving this loss uh, the fact that these detached elitists think they know what's best for us, it's its sickening to me. These, these kids, I mean, middle school children, not that any child, any child, no, there should never be a threat to any child, but Lord have mercy, young middle school children were assassinated because they were led as lambs to the slaughter. They, they had no means to protect. You know, and I saw you know, comments online about well, kids have in-school training now for active shooters. What good is that? What yeah, good is that? If there's no firearm to stop a firearm, what is a 12-year-old child going to do hiding under a desk or trying you to know, barricade a door? And I don't know. You know, we were talking about this developing as it happened. Uh, it was so fresh yesterday when we were on the show. Uh, but, you know, now I'm seeing commentary and i hate to comment on this for about three days because it changes you know it always does that but it looks like um I've, I've seen some commentary about some angry parents that the police like didn't go in right away like i mean way didn't go like 40 minutes 
or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I read something like an shot. hour, and he barricaded yeah. himself in a room for about an hour before he was shot and killed. And I mean, they were tackling parents. The parents were like, screw the police, let's go. And they were tackling parents, saying, no, you ain't going in there. You know, and I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to lose uh, the focus of these Democrats because it's, it's, it's obscene to me when I see uh, Chuck Schumer comes out and says, no amount of bloodshed seems to be enough for MAGA Republicans. That is just insane to do that. That is evil and it's wrong. They are disgusting comments. They are disgusting comments because I would say left, right, or center, the American people outside of the elected officials we've chosen to represent us, <laughs> the American people, no matter what, right? They're scratching their heads thinking, what is going on with these kids that they want to engage in violence on one another? And so we want to get to the root cause. It's it's mental illness, parents not being present at home, the indoctrination happening in schools, yeah. antidepressants, uh, internet bullying. I mean, we could go on and on. And as I said yesterday, first and foremost, godlessness, you know, um, there are many, many, many reasons that we can point to and try and figure out and get after as a root cause for violence. Guns are not violent. Firearms are not violent. They are a tool. They are a tool best used to protect yourself and defend yourself. I would recommend everybody teach their kids firearm safety as early as you can. My father is an NRA firearm safety instructor. He taught us as young children, respect the firearm. It is a tool. It will save your life. And he taught us about gun safety from as young as I can remember. And these things are important to try and convince the American people that the gun is the problem. I mean, we can, it's not too long ago when they said it's morally responsible as a woman to pee yourself when you're under the threat of rape rather I than, remember that. Yeah. rather than using a firearm to protect yourself. They really, they really think these things. It's insane to me. It's insane to me. You're looking at, and I, I also want to hit this point. It is Ill, already illegal to kill people. It is already illegal to walk into a school with a firearm. It is all, these things are already illegal. So there's no law you can add to make it more illegal. There's no law you can add. It's like a hate that crime. Will, yes, you can't, these things, the, the evil that is permeating our planet right now will find a way to destroy all that is good. And we as good God-fearing people need to find ways to protect the most innocent among us. And the first way we can do that is learning how to protect ourselves. I mean, we really have to exercise our rights because a, a, a kid who got his hand on a firearm, they're gonna blame the store that sold it to him. They're gonna blame yeah. the manufacturer that made it. They're not going to blame the, the lack of a parent in that home. It was a grandparent, apparently. Or they're not gonna know, the other thing too is is because I want to make sure that at the end of this segment that we tag this on Democrats where it belongs. I want the audience to have something that they can look at and understand why this has happened. Two-thirds of American high school students attend a school with a police officer. 
uh, and the national uprising for racial justice has led to a push to remove police officers from security positions inside schools. Systems in Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Denver, Portland, and two districts in the Bay Area have all moved to suspend or phase out any ties with police. Never forget this. When Minneapolis students go back to school in the fall, they'll find the hallways free of police. They decided we're not going to do that anymore. Uh, Never forget that as part of the approval of the city budget Tuesday evening, all 12 Rochester police officers, known as school resource officers, designated to work within the city schools were terminated, eliminated. Denver schools became the third school district. You get my point. This is Democrats doing this. They are making sure that there is a target-rich environment with nobody fighting back. And these morons know it. Now, why? Why would we do this? And it's pretty easy. There's no greater propaganda tool to push to disarm the American people than school shootings. These people are doing this on purpose. They are setting these children up, ladies and gentlemen. It's disgusting. And they're doing it in plain sight, right? So Barack Obama yesterday tweeted, tweeted, in this dark and difficult time, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but the 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 gist of it the gist of it was, we need to remember George Floyd's neck was kneeled on though, and hey, to Obama's credit, he's pointing out guns don't kill people, bad people kill people. Uh, hey, I'll give you that credit, but to take this and turn it into a George Floyd incident, I could believe innocent, that either. Innocent children shot by a crazed transgendered, <laughs> mentally ill, whatever, yeah. being chased down by police and border patrol. He out Scooby-Dooed them for like an hour. Um, th- this is the fact that Barack Obama, who is the left's like champion, right? That's that's their guy. Oh, their that's, that's the one. That's the one. The yeah. fact that he did that in the wake of this shows you that they're trying to politicize it. Let's not forget, while there are dead children, that there was a, a black man who had a sordid past of drug use and abuse and run-ins with cops. Let's let's equate all of this into one one argument here that the right is evil. I'm not I'm not sure where he was even going with that because the two don't even they're not related in any way, shape, or form. Not this, no. except for and, death. And they except immediately come out. Biden immediately comes out pushing for an assault weapons ban. He says, what in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at that going, I got to bring some training aids to the show here. A, a, an AR-15 or an M4 is not a high-powered rifle. It's not. This no. is this is a 22, little 22, right? That's a 22, like your first gun you probably ever shot. This is an M16 round. All right, they're about the same big round. This is the this is the round that was used in Texas. It is not a high-powered rifle. This is a high-powered rifle. This is a 308, the same round that goes in the M60 machine gun. Here's a the high-powered rifle Biden's talking about. This isn't even a real high-powered rifle. This is this is a 30 6 Here's your M16 round right there. By the way, this is what U.S. infantrymen used to carry in combat. The M1903 Springfield rifle, chambered for the 30-06. So listening to them about any of this is a dead-end street. Yeah, and they, they, don't, they, they don't know what they're talking about. The vast no majority, 
the vast majority of people who are chiming in with their anti-gun rhetoric have never held a firearm in their life. They can't tell a Smith & Wesson from a glue gun. They literally don't know the difference. And so we're being lectured and virtue signaled by the left yet again. And I just want to say they dust off this meme every single time that the NRA has killed more people than Planned Parenthood. That is a bald face lie. Planned Parenthood exists solely for the murder of human beings. The NRA, there has not been one NRA member who has been brought up on charges for killing anyone. Okay. There, it's right there. If you even just peek under the hood just slightly, Planned Parenthood kills children every single day to the tunes of what are we at? 60 million since Roe v. Wade. Since yeah, Roe there's v. A, there's Wade. A, and that's just there's a clock like the Dutt clock. It just keeps moving. Yeah. It keeps moving. And, and, and then you look at the NRA. The NRA's mission statement is to get you educated, training in safety, how to protect your home and your children. They are out there trying to preach the good word of self-defense, which is your right as an American citizen. And if you don't want to exercise that right, then then don't. But you can't vilify the rest of us for wanting to exercise that right, because we do have a right. Like my father used to say, when seconds count, police are minutes away, yep. Angel. Know how to use your firearm. You don't want the first instance you're holding that firearm to be a moment of anxiety and stress because you will fumble, you will make mistakes, and that tool can be used against you. But that is all a firearm is. No matter how great or how small the, the ammunition is, it is a tool. It is a tool. And sure, you want to use the best tool in the best instance. And the only way to know how to do that, like Hutch greatly just illustrated for us certain weapons you would use in certain scenarios, right? At home, the best the best defense to use when you're sleeping at night, shotgun. <laughs> best, best defense to use when you're woken up in the middle of the night is a shotgun. You know, if I'm going out running, I'm probably not going to carry a, strap, a shotgun strapped to my back. I'm going to use something small that's concealed so it's not pulling me down or jumping around on me. Uh, but my point is, is that if we allow the left to hijack this narrative again about guns, uh, ladies and we're losing on almost every facet of this culture, the thing stopping them full to communism right now is your right to protect yourself. So go and get those courses. And if you don't know he exists, I, I would recommend checking out uh, Madge Ture of Black Guns Matter. Um, because he goes into urban communities and teaches folks uh, proper gun safety, and the left hates him. The left hates him because he is actually uniting all races, right? He'll go anywhere. He's uniting all races in firearm safety, and his point is, is that gun laws are racist, and they are. And so we just need to not back down on this because I will tell you what, I'd rather my kids be protected by armed teachers or police officers than being left like sitting ducks with a no gun zone, no gun, gun free zone sign hanging out to protect them. They don't do that in Washington, D.C. They don't do it at the Capitol. They use guns to protect themselves. Your Congress people have been fighting for their own secret service to protect themselves from you. And they right. won't do it for your Literally. children. And, and, you know, <clears throat> You're right. Uh, the, the whole this whole argument is something something else, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't, if you're in the process of getting a firearm and somebody, 
you hear somebody at the door in the middle of the night. Sleep with your car keys next to your bed and hit that emergency button on your key fob and let your, your horn start sounding off outside and see what happens. Watch people run. That's just a stopgap effort. Uh, and, and do your own research. You know what I mean? There's uh, you know, you listen to some of the things you hear out there. I remember uh, listening to Sean Hannity talking about keeping his gun in the safe and the bullets across the, up on the third floor somewhere. And, you know, the key to the combination of the thing is under his battery. Come on, man. You can't do that when you're scared. It's going to be the most scary day of your life if you have to use your weapon. And I'm going to say this too, since we're talking about preparedness and other things we can do, you do not want the first situation in your life for your heart to start pumping like it's ever pumped before to be in a scary situation. Okay. Your heart is a muscle. We got made fun of in the military all the time for our running tests and PT. You know, military doesn't run anymore to win wars. Why are we still running for part of our physical fitness test? Wouldn't you rather us be strong and look sexy in our uniforms? But the reason is, the reason why we run so much is because your heart is a muscle. You need to get it pumping and getting used to pumping at a fast rate. You need it strong. You do not want the first time your heart to start pumping like that in a moment of stress and anxiety because your body won't know how to react. Your brain will flood with oxygen. You will get dizzy and disoriented and you will not be able to react in a way that you know you should. So when I say every show, get uncomfortable, get used to challenging yourself, that includes cardio. That includes doing things that are slightly uncomfortable because if you get that knock in the middle of the night, okay, so cops are serving a no-knock warrant. They meant your neighbor's house, but now they're at your door. Death by you, need to be able to, you need to be able to be thinking clearly. Hey, this happened to me a couple of weeks ago, okay? It was 12.30 at night. I had been in bed since 10. I thought I heard a knock at the door, okay? And I, I, I thought to myself, was that a knock? Because I feel like my dog would be barking, all right? And then I heard a, another knock, but it sounded like because I'm in a condo unit, maybe it was a couple of doors over. And my dog kind of woofed. You know, and I was like, okay, wait a minute. And then I heard bang, 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 like the door was going to get kicked in. And my heart immediately started and I took a deep breath, right? They teach us resiliency breathing in the military too. Took a deep breath. I grabbed my firearm. I walked calmly over to the door and I checked the peephole, right? And in TV shows and in movies, they never check the peephole. Always, always check the peephole. Never just open the door blindly to what you're but walking never, But never look out the window if your light's on inside. Right, right, right. You know, stay discreet, stay discreet. I checked the peephole and I realized it's the fire department, okay? I open the door, I keep my firearm behind my back, I don't wanna scare anyone. And I asked them, can I help you? And they said they received a 911 call for somebody incapacitated and they were given the wrong address. Okay. Happens all the so, time. so crisis averted. These guys would have broken down my door had I gotten scared and frozen in fear. They would have broken down my door because they thought I was a person incapacitated. Okay. So my point is, is it wasn't a no knock warrant in the middle of the night, but these things do happen. Okay. And so you want to be able to think clearly every single moment of what you could potentially be walking into and be prepared to protect yourself but not overreact either don't come out guns blazing or anything like that but the thing is is you just want to think about this stuff and be prepared i'm not the picture of perfect health 
in any way, shape or form. But I do try and challenge myself because I know that these moments will always take you by surprise. We can prepare and prepare and prepare and it will always be the one thing we didn't prepare for that will get us. But hey, you know, God's on my side. And I am training as best I can to make sure that I'm ready for these moments, not just for me, but for my neighbors and for my family. Or if Hutch calls and says, Angel, I need you down in Pennsylvania. Or if Wayne calls, I need you down in Maryland. I want to be that person that can be there and go to these things. Um, and I just stress that you all do the same. Just get used to a little uncomfortable because it will save your life or somebody else's at some point. Let me add a comment from Nishan uh, Savoy over on Facebook. Uh, this is a very, very important thing here and a good comment. Yes. Check out the USCCA for legal help in the event you ever have to use deadly force. I belong to the UC, USCCA and it's expensive. I mean, it's like 40 bucks a month. Yeah, that's the for United my, States Concealed Carry Association. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife and I got the wife and, you know, our plan together. And we all, we both have a card right in our wallet. That if you have to use deadly force, you call this card. You got a and lawyer. It, it is important. It is important because you are essentially it's insurance for your firearm in the in the sense that you have a lawyer on retainer. Yeah. You have a lawyer on retainer in case you ever have to use deadly force, because especially in today's climate. Right. I mean, you you look at the stories that we've seen over the past 20 years about firearms being used in self-defense and how. Oh, a, yeah. And then it's you know, freaking prosecute you. Yeah. That's yeah. why I have it because I'm in yeah. I'm behind behind enemy lines here. Yeah. Uh, on, on the one hand, but something I did want to say on the other hand is there's a reason you never see mass school shootings in Pittsburgh because the Pittsburgh public schools have their own damn police force. Yeah. It's it's a literal police force. Pittsburgh public schools police force. They got cars and dogs and supervisors and radios and guns and they're in every school. You know, so I mean it, you've never heard of one here. Mm -hmm. You know, think about it. This is a leftist city. You know, it's a it's a big of a, it's not as big of a cesspool as some of them, but it's uh, certainly ideologically it is. You know, so anyway, there's that. Uh, we, we and this is, this is something my my dad always said, and I love that Luciano. Better to be judged by twelve than carried by six. And my mm -hmm. my father used to say that all the time. Um, and, and it's true. But hey, if you if you own firearms, I see a comment about constitutional carry. God bless those states that are constitutional carry states. I'm in one of them. I'm surprised Florida isn't one yet, but I have a feeling it's coming soon. Yeah. Um, we need more constitutional carry. That is a state's rights issue. Get on that 10th Amendment ballot initiatives. Get on your representatives because there is no reason why we need to have license and permits to exercise our freedoms. Could you imagine if you needed a license or a permit to go to church? Could you imagine yeah. that? That's if the same thing. First Amendment, somebody. Second Amendment. They are your rights. Um, yeah. But I would also say too, hey, if you could, if you're in a constitutional carry state and you can just walk into a Walmart and buy a firearm, congratulations, good on you. Get educated and learn how to use it, though. Yeah, be responsible. That's for sure. Uh, if you're traveling, if you're traveling around and you're worried about uh, uh, gun permits and whatnot, the NRA and the ILA have some excellent resources that show the reciprocity between states. That if you have a concealed carry permit in Pennsylvania, what states recognize that and what don't, and you can also use that to uh, to to uh, exercise your muscles on where you spend your money. I don't go anywhere that doesn't recognize my permit, like vacations or something like that. I'm going somewhere. I'm taking my gun, a gun, you know, with me on the airline, legally, and I won't get arrested like Madison. 
because I know how to do it. I love doing it. It's fun doing it. I love I love walking up to that Jagoff TSA guy that looks at me and says, uh, you don't have any any firearms. Why, well, of course I do. Why wouldn't <laughs> I? I love that. I terrorize them. They can't do anything to you as long as you do it right. Make sure you know the rules first. You know, don't go in there thinking you're all cocky or whatnot. They'll lock you up. And I, gotta- I, I'm, with, I'm with you, Hutch. Um, and my, my dad is of the same exact mindset as you. Um, I think he got that. What's that that permit that's honored in 38 states or something like that? Idaho, that's a, Idaho or something. Utah or Idaho. Yeah, Utah. Um, one of them. My my gun club has that. I didn't do that yet, but he, he has he has one of those. I will say this though, um, I know plenty of people who, as this comment says, the Constitution has no borders, and they believe that, and they will be armed no matter where they are and their intention not is not concealed you, either <laughs> you won't know that i have it unless okay. it has to be used um and i see that a lot especially and i'm not naming names or putting anyone on, on undue blast or anything but i've seen plenty of truckers uh people at motorcycle rallies things of that nature they're visiting from out of state they know that this state happens to be a live free or die constitutional carry state so they'll just come in and carry and cops don't give them a, a hard time um, but you know, I know some people that if they're making that drive from the North to the South and they know they have to get through New York, uh, but they will, they will conceal and not, they won't be stopped because you Screw know, my rights, right. my rights don't stop at the New York border. I'm driving through. Um, and this is all just hypothetical. I've heard, I heard a rumor. I'm not telling anybody <laughs> to do anything. Uh, but I'm just saying there is that mindset out there of it's my right my God-given right to protect myself and no form of government can stop that no matter where I'm at. So, you know. There you go. I, 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 mean, I support both schools of thought. <laughs> you, you know, just one more time back to uh, back to what you were saying about the heart going and, the, you know, palpitating heart and you're all nervous and everything, starting to cold sweat and everything. You don't know what's going on. Um, you can do what you want to do. But just imagine being in that situation and now you have to secure a magazine and put it in a pistol. Yep. Then you have to charge it. Is there any chance you're going to drop the pistol or totally blow any of that when you're totally nuts? I carry my stuff locked and loaded. I yep. taught my kids what to do and what not to do around my locked and loaded weapons because that's what I, I don't have time for that. If it's, oh, sure. I taught sure. my kids. I taught both of my kids. Don't you ever. Because they're all armed. They all have guns. Don't you ever pull this out unless you're prepared to kill someone. Mm-hmm. Don't pull it out for a freaking warning shot. Don't pull it out to save somebody. Don't pull it out to scare somebody. If if you pull it out and they run, fine. But don't expect them to run. Expect to kill them. Yes. And don't pull it out any other time. And that's yes. the way I am. Yeah. That I mean, You'll my father raised. Right- You'll never see it. My father raised us that way too. I remember when I was a kid, and I've said this on the show before, but when I when I was a kid, and I I, I want to say this is in the '90s, there was that grainy VHS that the NRA sent out. It's like the, the intro to their firearm safety course, and the the husband is away on business, the wife is on the phone with him. She hears a noise in the middle of the night, and he says, "Okay, go over to my gun safe." open it up. And so she's shaking and she's trying to load the magazine and get it into the firearm. She's never done it before. She's shaking it before she knows that the perpetrator is right behind her. And you can just feel the doom wash over her because she clearly doesn't know what she's doing. Um, and he's already on top of her and it's too late. It's too late. So my father says the same thing as you, Hutch. 
if you're holding that firearm, you're intending to destroy. You yep. are intending to destroy. You do not brandish. You do not play around. If you're going to hold that gun, you don't even threaten. No. If, if it's time to pull that gun, you already made that decision. Threats are over. Threats are over. Yeah. So my my father made it very clear to us growing up as children that you only right outside of of target practice and things like that. If you are holding a firearm, I mean, technically in target practice, you're intending on destroying the, the target, but you are only holding that firearm with the intent to destroy something. It is not a toy. It is not for show. It is not to make somebody scared or threaten anyone. This is only if you feel your life is in imminent danger and you need the threat to stop period. And if you do get involved in it, short of your name, rank and serial number, don't say anything until the lawyer gets there. No, you know, I, I mean, I love to, I'd love to trust all police and all that, but I don't, I just don't, I know too many of them. Uh, and, and, and some of them, and I'll just leave that right there. Just don't say anything until your, your counsel is present. Um, I wanted to talk about something here. Where to go? Where are you? There you are. Uh, I never thought about this, but a guy I know named Kurt Schlichter wrote an article on at townhall.com. Kurt Schlichter, wasn't that the um, MTV guy? No, he's a retired colonel in the United States Army. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Anyway, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know. Kurt Sutter? Kurt <laughs> <Maybe>. Sutter. <laughs> but he, he, this this uh, uh, headline jumped out and bit me. And a lot of times online, that's just clickbait. But I checked it out. It says, leftists are about to kill millions of people right before our eyes. And this is a serious guy. I mean, he, he has a sense of humor. But, uh, I, man, I got to read this. So I'm just going to read one paragraph of it. And then you can go to townhall.com and check it out yourself. But it's, it's, he says, sometimes something so hor is so horrifying that you simply cannot process it. Your brain tells you that it's not real, that it can't be real. But the horror now approaching us all is too real. Millions of people are likely to starve to death in the next year. We know it's coming. We know why. And yet our garbage ruling caste is paralyzed. Inflation, particularly of fossil fuels, and the crop failures caused by lack of fertilizer, again, exacerbated by the lack of fossil fuels, will mean mass starvation. Oh, and when the TV is filled with pictures of skeletal kids, the regime adherents will rage at us for letting this happen. But they are the architects of this massacre, and they could stop it if they wanted to by opening America's oil tap. Man, I mean, I, I started thinking about that. That's true. It already happened. It's starting in, in Sri Lanka. In Iran, there's rioting over food shortages. This is going to happen, and everybody's going to know that it's the Democrats in America's fault. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to get tagged with this. I'm surprised we haven't got tagged with more. And I'm glad. I'm gl I was curious where that article was going. I'm like, Me what? Too. But hey. Wow, what a headline grabber, because now I'm like eating popcorn, can't wait to hear, but holy crap, that's right. So everything you're hearing in the news right now is a distraction, because ladies and gentlemen, it is the year 2022 in the United States of America, and we are about to face a famine. And it's not because we have droughts. It's not because we have fires. It's not because, it's none of it. The and it's not going to be here. It's not going to be in, in, within our borders. We're well, going yeah, to we'll, have expensive food, but we're not yeah. going to run out. Well, it'll be scarce. I think it will be scarce because they have said when our elites tell us a shortage is coming, 
I'm not questioning because they're telling you what the playbook is. They want you to not be surprised that they saw it coming, but really they orchestrated it, which is what this article is about. Um, and I think if we could take a look at the past uh, three years, we it, the experiment of globalism has failed. It has. Absolutely. The, Absolutely. That has failed. The American experiment, I argue, would stand the test of time if we wouldn't allow it to be hijacked by the global elites, because it is our government working in tandem with the World Economic Forum through alphabet soup, UN, NATO, World Health and, Organization. And it's both sides. La, it's la, both la, la, sides la. of the aisle. Both sides of the aisle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there is two no flavors. There's two flavors of globalism. Mm -hmm. you've, you've got the Democrat flavor, which is multilateralism, where you take the United States and you subordinate us to international bodies like the UN and the WHO and everything like that. And, and we have to get permission from them to use our forces to do anything. And yeah. then you have the neocon side on the Republican side, the, the height, the absolute height of which was during the Bush administration. That's where it reached its pinnacle. That's when it died. That's when the Republican Party started to change. And you're seeing it's not changed that much. Only 11, only 11 of our 50 senators get it. And they realize that the nation building is how they call it. Oh, the yeah. Na the nation building doesn't work. And we've, the we've photo, found The photo of Dan Crenshaw uh, posing in Ukraine Did was he? all I needed to know. I, that's all I needed to know, right? We already know he's a World Economic Forum goon. Um, but yeah, he was allegedly going to be the rights hero. Yeah. We just yeah, didn't I, realize I like which right. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, you got a guy with a an eye patch that's a combat veteran. I'm thinking his head's screwed on straight, not. Uh, so you know, the, this whole globalism thing, it, it's it doesn't work. And and some people, Josh Hawley, I don't know why I was mad at that guy. He did something that ticked me off. I can't remember what it was. I thought he was all for this Ukraine thing, also. But now he's not, man. He he came out, he wrote a piece over in uh I never heard of this before. Compactmag.com. Josh Hawley, a senator, wrote a piece over there that really, I mean, blasts these neocons. It blasts last year's Republicans. He said, you guys didn't learn. We just got our butts handed to us in Iraq and Afghanistan. And you're continuing to do this? Are you stupid? And, and I think it's going to take a little time. But senator by senator, we're going to get rid of these people and get rid of these, these uh, House, Republic, uh, House Republicans that are the same neocon flavor and in I mean, order we, to get rid of them we do need miracles guys we oh, need yeah. prayer because if you're like me i don't trust the election system i don't think it's been fixed um i think this is as good as it gets without some real answers being brought to the fore so pray 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 because that's the only way we're going to get some of these elites out of their seats and, and it's happened in the past Americans. it's happened in the past it has i mean hey I mean, you, miracles you do our, happen you look at our history and i mean it's uh world war ii we shouldn't have won that i mean how the hell do we win a war without when our tanks when it takes three of our tanks to defeat a nazi tank that's running on diesel and ours is a flamethrower running on gasoline and we're all the way across the, I mean, how, how did Russia and Germany not unite together? I mean, it, it was just uh, the Revolutionary War. We fought a real army that had a Navy. If they would have been, if there would have been planes, England would have had Air Force, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we beat them. There's no way we should have beat them. 
You want to know why? Because God was on our side then. It was the, it was the last stand against evil. God was on our side. We were David and evil was Goliath. But right now we all need to do some soul searching and, and really have come to Jesus moments to figure out if we want to see these kinds of changes, it has to start within us. All right. And we've got a lot of work to do within us. I mean, you've got a a horde of people um, that, that are still, well, I'll just hold my nose and pull that lever. You know, I mean, that's what's, we got to stop that. I, know. I mean, I, I know the argument. I used to be the guy making the argument that Mitch McConnell on his worst day is better than Chuck Schumer on his best day. I used to be that guy. But anymore, it just feeds on itself. And it, it, it creates the Crenshaws of the world, the people that are dishonest. They are dishonest. They are not conservative about anything. They're all for themselves and for the for the team. They're all for the team. Let's let's keep the institution intact. You know, I'm so sick of that. I, I really am. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> it gets old. Enough. It gets. Let's let's change this into a cooking show. I know. <laughs> well, that's just it. Is and that's why we need to stick together and stay strong in numbers because. You know, folks like like you, Hutch, you know, you got the weight of the world on your shoulders. You feel like you can't let up because you're the only one investing all of your time in it. Right. And a lot of us Americans feel that way. Like I can't step off of Firewatch because there's nobody relieving me behind me. We have to all stay vigilant and and take turns with each other. All right. I'm going to keep an eye on this. You keep an eye on that. Let's focus on because if we're going to all singularly play whack-a-mole, they want us exhausted. They, they want us like in defeat, just throwing up our hands and saying, you know what, never mind. I'm just going to smoke pot and sit on a, on a beach in Florida until the Lord order calls Uber, me home. Order some Uber Eats. Yeah, that's, that's where they want us. Um, so they want us to feel isolated and distracted. They want us to feel overwhelmed, oversaturated and exhausted. But what they forget, what they forget as God had shown with Israel throughout the entire Old Testament God is with his people and nobody can step to his people when he is with them. But we need to unite. We can't be an island. We need to remember that we have community members that are also our family, our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to fortify the home front and and take shifts, take shifts. You know, Hutch, you want to go and watch an NFL game? I'll take Firewatch for an hour. Angel, you want to go and go see a concert? I'll take Firewatch for an hour. Cool. Like we don't have to all just constantly be consuming every single fight all the time. You know, like your focus, you're you're great with with international politics, war. You're great at that stuff. You know what I mean? And so everybody should focus on their strengths, what they're great at, what you bring to the table, because you don't want to be the person who only can speak to headlines because that's what the left does. That's propaganda. We need to all just take our strengths. Right. We all need to find our strengths. Bring our strength to the table and trust that the other person has it when it's not your subject matter expertise. And like, we just complement each other. That's how it has to work, you guys. And I'll tell you something to uh, bring back from the, one of the best guys that I ever heard of Rush Limbaugh. I mean, this guy said something profound and I'll I'll pass it on to you. Probably a lot of you have already heard him, heard his uh, thoughts, but if you want to know how you can help be the person in your circle of people, that people come to for political advice or for this kind of advice or for that kind of advice. Mm-hmm. Keep your head screwed on straight because a lot of people, they don't follow this at all. 
They follow little headlines or they follow this show. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we have to understand that they're there and they have to have a place to go for the truth. Especially with all these lies, these lies about school shootings. That that's starting to really tick me off. These people calling me names, you know, and, and these are scoundrels in their own right. So, you know, let let people know that you're the guy that you're the woman to come to, you know, when it comes to political questions or whatever the subject matter is. Yeah, you know? and I, I think that's the whole point is we need a diverse community. Iron sharpens iron, you know. Um, if you want advice on nutrition, I'm not the person you should come to. You you want advice on 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 prayer and spirituality? I'd like to think you can call on me for that. You know, you need somebody at your bedside to pray with you while you're in the hospital or you want somebody to watch your kids. I want to be that be there person for you. I do. And and everybody needs to find their strength. Find your strength. And if you don't know what it is, that's where your prayer prayer life should start because you know who knows what your strength is? The one who created you. The one who had you in mind long before you were conceived in your mother's womb. Once you get to know the Holy Spirit's intention for your life, you will then be able to understand how you get to create these changes in your community. Like when I think of certain people, right? Certain people remind me of of peacefulness. Other people remind me of fire and energy and other people are organized and they're they're great with strategy and detail. And I know that these certain people come to mind and you're already breaking out your skill sets if ever the worst should happen. You know, if the worst should happen, you can huddle together in your community and say, okay, you're great at gardening. So can you please Plant these heirloom seeds real fast and get the garden going. Hutch, you're great at firearms. We need to get, you know, um, an EC going. We need an entry controller. We need somebody to to walk the perimeter. You know, we can all break out our skill sets and and figure out how we can make these communities survive no matter what happens to this false form of government that Mm -hmm. thinks has power over us in the long run. Make sure you get a beefed up aid bag, too. Uh, Something that can patch up the holes if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I want to talk briefly about, so I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy or not. You probably have, but he's, it's a long time ago. This guy he's 98 years old. They're having this world economic forum in Switzerland. And guess who's there? Do you, you remember Henry Kissinger? Of course. Henry Kissinger's <laughs> 98 years old and he's there and he spoke. Uh, Zelensky got up there and got all the, the headlines and all the blah, 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 photo ops and everything. When he spoke like he was Winston Churchill or something. And then uh, Henry Kissinger, who was uh, Richard Nixon's national security advisor, I believe, and various other uh, positions. But Henry Kissinger got up and said about this is about Ukraine, that parties should be brought to peace talks within the next two months. Ukraine, he said, should have been a bridge between Europe and Russia. But now, as the relationships are reshaped, we may enter a space where the dividing line is redrawn and Russia is entirely isolated. Uh, and then he went on to say this development, Kissinger warned, was pushing Russia into the arms of China. But he phrased it, he's a diplomatic, diplomat's diplomat. So he phrased it a little more delicately. He said that Russia will seek a permanent alliance elsewhere. Uh, Which has already started happening. It has. I mean- and I guess the reason that I brought this up is that Kissinger was like a a sober 
globalists, if you will. I mean, they, you got to you, you have to admit when you talk about Kissinger that Nixon and Kissinger opened up the doors to China. They were the ones we traded 58,000 dead service members in the Vietnam War so we could open up China. And we did so. And they were able throughout the Cold War to use the Russo Sino, uh, Russia and China, that the tension between them, we were able to harness that and kept everything mellow for 50 years. Well, now we've got this brand new bunch uh, of people that I, I'm surprised they let Henry Kissinger in the door. Because these people are they're they're on to the next the next level now. Uh, hey Hutch, can I can I put on a, a tinfoil hat real quick and just certainly. I just want to speculate. Okay. So in a world Do you you need some some music behind you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Do you have any um X Files theme songs? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I got some daydreaming. So here's the thing, okay? World Economic Forum. All right, you have Zelensky, who is some washed up reality show Madonna wannabe weirdo who is now like the darling child of the globalist community. The fact that he's sharing the stage with Henry Kissinger, right? And then Henry Kissinger is allowed to say what he is saying. It makes me think they want us to think that they're taking our concerns seriously. But here's the issue. Here's the issue. I don't believe the World Economic Forum is against China. I don't think they see anything wrong with Russia running into the arms of China because they're running from the fire at their front door to the fire at their back door. They, they want Russia to fall in line and there's no place for Russia to run to because China is in bed with all of the globalists. Whether the globalists like it or not, they're owned by them. They have been blackmailed. I was going to say they're it. running them. Yeah. They, yeah. They are invested in it. You look at Hunter Biden, the laptop, Joe Biden, the big guy. You look at the ties that they've had, right? So you, this, this is why I keep saying 1984. And if you guys haven't read 1984 in a long time, it's a very small book. I highly recommend you dust it off and just read it tomorrow afternoon or something if you have free time. But the enemy changes. The enemy changes, but the war never stops. And they need patriotism to just keep going, right? War creates money and patriotism and all of this. They want you to forget who the enemy was last decade because they're just going to switch the name without you thinking about it. And look so what, look what happened. Look what the Democrats did. They turned their love affair with communist Russia into Donald Trump's thing. Yeah, they did it right in front of us. I couldn't believe. Yeah. That our country fell for that. I, I swear, I was sitting here in the first couple of days of that Russiagate thing going, hell no, this ain't going to work, man. That's And it did. And our revived hatred for Russia is only perpetrated by what's going on in court right now. Hillary Clinton weaponizing yeah. the DOJ to implicate Donald Trump's ties to Russia, which were all bunk. It's it, they're literally building fairy tale on top of fairy tale on top of fairy tale and expecting you to not pull the thread. And here's the thing that really pisses me off. Henry Kissinger, for better, or for worse, brilliant man and knows where a lot of bodies are buried. And I think he was genuine in his statements to the World Economic Forum, but wasn't realizing that he was being used as some token puppet to say what they needed him to say so that we would allow them to act on behalf of these concerns as if they already don't have deals with China. And if you want to know why I suspect this, it's because we just spent 
40 plus billion dollars against our will to send to Ukraine. But since we have no money to do that, we needed to borrow from China to do it. So China is going to give us money to fight their ally, Russia. <laughs> well said. Which means they know who's <laughs> going to win yeah. and who's going to be indebted in the long run. They know the play before it happens. Of course, they're willing to invest in our loss on both sides. It's sickening to me. And, the, the, and I, the, I feel bad that, that Henry Kissinger was bar, brought into this. Um, you know, I, I mean, don't think you know, that clean, I but. agree. I agree with you as far as that they have these plans where I, I don't want to say disagree, but where I think about it in a different way is anytime you launch anything like this, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. These people sitting over in Davos, they don't know what's going to happen if they do this. You know, there could be, first of all. But what if they do, Hutch? What if they do? What well, if there I mean, has they been? Well, you, they look at the pa- you look at the pandemics, right? COVID-19, it's timing, Wuhan leak, all of that. I mean, you look back and it's like they were planning. The World Economic Forum was planning for pandemics in what, 2018? And then Bill Gates talking about monkeypox, and now here we are. They, they're, they're creating the hysteria. They are the architects of the hysteria because they need you to get to a point where you will own nothing and you will be happy. And right. in order and to my do point that, is we're not going to we're not going to go there just like sheep. Some people will, but everybody's not going to do that. The pandemic was, I to me, what, what I think, and I could be wrong, but to me, I think that's about as far as you could throw this country. And I could be wrong. I, I, I could, I could be naive. You know, I could be foolish. I don't know. But in my heart, I feel that, man, I was about ready to pop. You know, it was, it was getting close, man. It, it was, I hate these people wearing masks now. I don't, I don't think it's okay for you to wear a mask. I think you're an asshole if you have a mask on. And but I'm I, sorry. I, I because just that's, say- that's infringing on my freedom. You walking I- around with a mask on. And I agree with you, Hutch. I agree with you, Hutch. It's just my my language. No, and I'm sorry for interrupting. I just want to say my tinfoil hat's still on. What if the pandemic- No, I know. I I guarantee I know the if What if the pandemic wasn't an end game, but it was reconnaissance? What if it was a a dry run and a test? That's that's where I'm worried. And it it probably was. And and I said, you know, I, I know that they want to do this. And I know they think they can do it. And I know they think they're the kings of the world, but a lot of dead people think they're the kings of the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I, what I'm saying is don't give up, folks. No, don't give no, up. No. It's, not, it's not game time yet. No matter how much power, close. no matter how much power these people think they have. Right. That's my God point. has infinite power. God, That's right. They're, they're playing in somebody else's backyard, acting like they're kings and queens. And God's going to show them all will be brought to light. So have hope. And I agree, Hutch. Thank you. You know, I mean, there's people you, you get outside one of these raggedy ass cities, five miles. That's all you need to do. Go five miles outside of any one of these cities. And you'll see more tractors and more equipment and more welders. And more, we got weapons making capability out there from sea to sea. Yep. You know, I mean, this is, you don't want to mess with these people. You know, they want to call us deplorables and everything like that. These urban dwelling people that don't know how to do anything. You get outside of your city and go aren't to one we, of these farms. Aren't we and look ultra MAGA now? Isn't that our probably phrase? Ultra yeah, MAGA? Right. That, that works. <laughs> I mean, call me whatever. You, you know, at least it's red, white, and blue banner, you know, yep. uh, you know, but. 
I, that, that's what I'm saying is you don't want to mess with, you know, we can take the deplorables or whatever you want to call us. We can take a lot, but once we get out of the bottle, you better study what happened in the Balkans. You know, I'm telling you, man, we people, they're going to go so far and let these people tell them what to do so far, but there's going to come a point that they don't know the reaction. They, they're underestimating people. They really, really think we're stupid, Angel. They do. Oh, they I know. Believe that. They believe that. They insult us to our face. Yeah. And use yeah. our money against us. And I will say anybody working for the establishment, you're more than welcome to cross over at any time. You're more than welcome to join the winning party Please at do. any time. Yeah. At any time. Because, you know, in order for them to implement whatever ugly policies are rolling out, they need soldiers. They need bodies. Um, and there are plenty of soldiers and bodies that side with us and stay with us because you don't want to go up against God. You don't want to go up against God. Mm -mm. You don't. And, and make sure that you don't rely solely on God being on our side. Make sure you're on God's side too. Yep. You know, yep. I, I heard a guy say that once, you know, everybody always ends with God bless America. And, and he's like, may America bless God, you know, wild bill. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but mm -hmm. wild bill from down in Florida, I think. Yep. Uh, retired cop, but he, uh, he has a lot of good things to say. I didn't listen to him for a while, but some of the things that he used to say, you know, it was kind of against the grain, but he was right. You know, about like, why do we clean up after ourselves every time we ride? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, said, he said, the next time we go to DC, it ought to be at midnight. We ought to all have road flares in our hands, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, from a government contract perspective, I'll say if you don't clean up, you're going to pay triple having somebody else do it. So. <laughs> I mean, it was just the point, you know, know. he was talking about the, you know, having all the rules and being nice and all that. And it's like, you're never going to get anything changed. If you do that, they come and we got the biggest crowd in history and we left and nothing changed. Yeah. You know? We I didn't mean, leave a mark in any way, shape or form. No. And of course in our crowd, there's always a person uh, in his story. He said, when he was talking about the, the road flares and that lady raises her hand and says, can't we just use the battery operated ones? Cause they're safer. <laughs> and he just dropped his head and walked off the thing because <laughs> they're always there. You know he thought I mean? he was talking to freedom fighters. He was talking to the PTA. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's like when you're you're on the volunteer fire company and everybody has all those good ideas, you know. But yeah. when it's time to do something, nobody's there but you. You know. I know. I, I, and it's. I I, I'll say this. I'll say this. It's because our side is nice. I know. And virtuous, and overall very concerned. <laughs> For their society and their neighbors, you know, and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. It's at some point, though, you have to be willing to actually get your hands dirty and fight. I, I heard a woman named Ann Barnhart uh, made a case that nice is bad. <laughs> I mean, she really did. She, she laid it out pretty well, too. She's like, no, nice is like accepting getting spit in your face and stuff like that. I mean, I, I forget oh, yeah. how, she, how she said it, but it was it was religious in nature. I'll tell you that. She's a very devout oh. Catholic. I'll say this. Every time anybody describes anybody as nice, I always say nice isn't a virtue. That's what she said, too. Exactly what nice she said. Nice isn't a virtue. Right. You know? Yep. That's a fact. And, oh, you lo you'll love so-and-so's boyfriend. He's nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice isn't a virtue. Okay. So what about him is appealing is what I'd like to know. Anyway. There you go. Angel, we're out of time. Uh, last comments and uh, have a great weekend.
Yeah, I just want to wish everybody uh, a happy and safe Memorial Day weekend. Do take time to honor the reason for the weekend during. Hey, enjoy those. Not, not Veterans Day. It's not Veterans Day. It's no, it's not Veterans Day. It's for those who have died to secure your freedoms. Those who have passed spent the ultimate price. Okay, so remember that Memorial Day is honoring those. So go out to your your uh, your veteran cemeteries. Go to the parades. Take time, take time, celebrate, get out on those boats, cook out because you want to exercise the freedoms that were bought for you with the most precious sacrifice. But don't forget the reason for the weekend. Um, and this is not the weekend to thank those still serving no. or veterans. We did not, those we'll of us still that. breathing we'll did not pay you. the ultimate price. Okay, we'll this is for those who died yeah. for you. Indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's it for this week. We'll be glad to have Wayne back at the helm next week, I hope. Uh, glad you guys put up with us uh, with our captain uh, elsewhere. Uh, but go to Cold War Radio, search Cold War Radio, or go to Spreaker.com and look for it Friday nights, 8 p.m., Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 p.m. If you want to catch a little bit of radio drama, we'll be on there. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Can't wait to wake gets back. You've been listening to the award-winning Wayne Dupree Podcast. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We broadcast every Monday through Thursday from noon till one. You can download the podcast on most podcast platforms. And be sure to visit WayneDupree.com to stay up on breaking news, politics, and opinions you can trust. Thanks for listening. See you next time. We'll be right back. 